I was a uh, practicing clinician working in a home health agency model. I wasn't allowed to dose my patients as per best practice guidelines. So I said, there's gotta be a way to do this better. My, my grandmother and my grandfather, I started seeing them going in and out of long-term care. It started personal seeing the sick side of 80, and now it's been exciting to be part of Fox. Light bulb moment, like that's a complete game changer. You can see what we can do as a practice and as treating clinicians to really make 80, 85 look so much different than it did back that long ago. And boil it down into one say, it's quite simply this, it's be stronger, live better longer. Welcome to Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast, the podcast dedicated to clinicians who work with older adults. My name is Jim Shear, and joining me today is Todd Foresight. Todd, welcome to the podcast, and happy PT month. Thanks, Jim. I'm glad to be here. Before we even dive into the world of physical therapy, we, we got to break down your whole name. Your first name isn't Todd, right? It's Matthew. That is correct. Todd is an alias. <laughs> and it's Matthew with one T, so... Just take me through the etymology and history of Todd slash Matthew Foresight. Wow. All right. Well, so I'm the youngest I'm I'm the youngest of eight kids, and I just honestly think my parents ran out of names. <laughs> um, the story that I got was I was named after a PhD named Dr. Matthews, and that he spelled his name with one T. And he was a good friend of my father's. And so, you know, they, uh, this is the story that I get from my siblings. My mother was trying to call me Matthew, and they said, no, what's his middle name? Oh. And she said, well, his middle name is Todd. And they said, we'll call him Todd. <laughs> this, this story could have turned out differently if you grew up in France. It could have. You're right. Or in Montreal. But, but you no. Wh where did you grow up? Maybe you did grow up in France. I didn't even ask. <laughs> I grew up on a large dairy farm in Western Maryland, in Hagerstown, Maryland. Ah, okay. I probably did more veterinary medicine by the time I was 10 years old than some people do their whole life <laughs> on bovine, on cows. That was my first introduction to, you know, there are beings out there that need care. So, Todd, it is physical therapy month. How did you get into physical therapy? Was it with the cows? No, it was a little bit of a branch from the cows. It had more to do with the dog. Oh, okay. Continue. My grandmother, Adeline Ward, had terrible knees, but she had a wonderful little miniature poodle named Fifi. And in 1987, I was 12 years old. I just said how old I am. <laughs> uh, and she went to get her knees replaced. And as a 12-year-old, I knew nothing of this surgery. But Fifi needed somebody to take care of her. And so I went and stayed at my grandmother's house. And when my grandmother came home, she had one visit from a visiting physical therapist. And she taught my grandmother all sorts of exercises. And almost every day, my own mother would come. This was my mother's mother. My own mother would come and visit and instead of taking me home when my grandmother got home from the hospital, I stayed for another three weeks. And I took her through those exercises that that physical therapist had left for her. And I got her on the little leg bike, you know, the restorator. And I didn't realize it at the time. But looking back, I said, she was my first therapy patient. That's a yeah, great story. Cool. 
So you you yeah. stayed with your grandmother as she was rehabbing her knees. Yes, but she only got one visit from the therapist. So I had this paper to go by and then her complaint of pain. I learned how to manage pain problems and it's okay, grandma. You don't have to do that exercise today. We'll put it off till tomorrow. And it was when I look back, I go that that was really a, you know, a formative couple of weeks. Yes. For me. Was it at that point you're like this is cool like you have the ability to fix people. It was around that time that I think I read Poor Richard's Almanac and I read that little phrase uh I forget exactly how Benjamin Franklin put it but it was something along the lines of that physicians are really just people who accompany others as they recover and then take the credit. What? I kind of uh, you know, I, there was a little bit of that sort of discussion that would go on. And having four older brothers, as I got into the medical career, into the medical field, they would make all sorts of jokes, you know, about what my profession was. And, well, we have to go get a real job. Todd just goes, hangs out with people while they recover and then takes the credit. Um, but, yes, that was a very formative time. I had a whole little road ahead of me that I didn't even realize where I explored uh, primary care. I explored chiropractic. I explored, you know, radiology and came full circle and came back to physical therapy, my first love. So you were 12 when this situation happened with your grandmother. Right. So at th that point, you're not even out of grade school yet. So as you get into high school, nearing the college years, how do you formulate the decision that you are going to go into physical therapy? Or juggle all those options that you just mentioned. I loved math and I, and I loved the concept of engineering. And I uh, also always had an interest in physical fitness. So as soon as I got my driver's license, I got a job at a musclehead gym, Rando's Fitness Center in Hagerstown, Maryland. Can we take a quick time out for a second? Sure. Do you know, this This is also part of the origin story of our founder, Dr. Tim Fox. He, too, worked at a musclehead gym prior to becoming a physical therapist. Really? Yes. So I, so continue, Todd. So I, uh, so, I, so I joined Rando's Fitness Center for the simple reason that I figured I could get a free membership. If I'm not, and if I'm going to hang out there, I may as well clock in and do some things and then clock out and work out, mm -hmm. right? That opened up to some options to do unofficial, off the record, personal training. Mm -hmm. People came in, they wanted to know how to use the equipment. They, can you write me a workout? Well, I can write you a workout. What they didn't understand when they saw me and my four older brothers, and I was the, if I can say it this way, the weakest of all of my brothers, because we moved off that farm when I was 11. My brothers didn't lift weights. They worked <laughs> right. at any rate. I don't want to digress too much, but when they would see us, they'd go, Oh my goodness, they must know what they're doing. And so they would come to me and I would write up workouts and, and I learned a lot at Rando's fitness center and, uh, went off to college where I thought, you know, I, I really like engineering, but I have an interest in health sciences and I kind of rode both sides of the train track, so to speak for, for a while. Mm -hmm. I have like, three minors. I don't even, you know, I wasn't really paying attention in, in undergraduate to what I was taking. I just took what I was interested in and made sure I got enough credits to, to get a community health promotion undergraduate degree, which is what I was going for. Okay. I later learned that I had a minor in biology and a minor in chemistry and I didn't even know it. <laughs> so am I, uh, am I going too far off course? Am I no, answering no, no. your question? So, no, no, no. So you, 
you graduate from college. You are not a PT yet. So when does that PT path open up for you? I took a wonderful course in college, which was intro to health careers. And one of the assignments was to spend at least eight hours in four different health professions. I learned so much. And then I visited a primary care physician Mm -hmm. and I visited a chiropractor. I had an appointment to visit with a physical therapist, but it fell through. So I never visited the physical therapy office, but my roommate in college did. And he told me all about it. And he's like, that's definitely what I'm doing when I graduate. So I went through the full circle. I, I checked out. I feel like every aspect of medicine, I finally landed on osteopathic medicine. I graduated from, from college. I met my wonderful wife. She's from New England. So I moved to New England because I'm smart enough to move to where the woman of my dreams is. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I get plugged into a primary care office and they have me doing blood draws in the mornings. I'm doing filing. I'm answering the phone. I'm doing medical assisting. And next door is a physical therapy office. So I went and visited them a lot, not as a patient. Just um, now, did you visit them out of curiosity? You're like, let me scope this out. Let me see what so this... The first, the first time I visited was to bring over a script for mm-hmm. physical therapy. One of the patients at my office was going to their office and it was New England. It was cold. And I could get into their office without going outside. I could just sort of <laughs> go through some back halls. Um, but patients had to go outside to get to their office. So, I, you know, I knew the inner workings of the building. And so I dropped off this prescription. Within about three months of being at this primary care office, they gave me off one day a week. And that one day off, I had four different physical therapy offices that I hung out at. And I was pretty good with medical billing. I did outpatient billing for one of the therapists up there um, in New Hampshire that had a little outpatient office. It was so much fun to just see what was happening. And it created a hunger in me to to do what they did on a daily basis. And the physicians that I worked for honestly were a little offended at first because they said, we thought you wanted to go into primary medicine. And I said, so did I, but I don't. So let me get this straight on your days off. You would just hang out at the physical therapy place? Well, by this point, I was starting to read the entrance requirements. And it was a little tough to apply at physical therapy schools. And everybody wanted volunteer experience. So about Uh, the third week of doing that, I I started keeping track of my hours. I think I needed something like 300 to 400 hours of volunteer experience for the school that wanted the most. I well exceeded that Oh, okay. by the time I was done. So you were were hanging out at the physical therapy place with a mission, like you had a mission in mind. At first, I did not. At first, I just wanted to see what in the world was going on in these physical therapy offices. So by doing this and then getting your volunteer hours, then you apply to physical therapy school. Yes. All right, where'd you go? I had statistically a one in 10 chance of getting into physical therapy school based on my reading. So I applied to 10 schools. (laughs) (laughs) that was kind of expensive but um (laughs) fast forward i got into widener university and i got put on a waiting list for jefferson and so we said let's pack our bags looks like we're moving to philly for three years we miscalculated by a few years because we haven't left yet (laughs) I, i have to just shout out to widener they were very personable 
I came in. They all knew my name. They were expecting me. And I was just visiting. It was really a great experience. And I still have connections with Widener. I still go over and do a little guest lecturing and things. You graduate from Widener. You are now a physical therapist. What do you enjoy about it? And what keeps you doing it? When I first graduated, I did not know that I loved geriatrics as much as I do. But I worked in a, an office in Millmont Park, right on McDade Boulevard. And when older clients would come in, a lot of times they'd say, oh, let's say, you know, give them to Todd. He really knows, you know, he really gets into that neuro stuff and better with working with the older adult. And I thought, huh, okay. I guess I am. Then fast forward a little bit. I switched jobs. I worked in an outpatient office, another big time ortho place. But we set up a satellite office in the Brith Shalom house on Conshohocken Avenue in in Philadelphia. And this is a retirement community. Mm -hmm. And I was able to have a satellite office in that building. And all I ever wanted to do was go over there and treat my clients that lived in that building. I enjoyed the, you know, the cuff repairs and, um, you know, the ACL repairs and the knee replacements and everything that were in my other building, but I love getting with those folks and helping them get around and do the fun stuff that they wanted to do. It, it was so rewarding. Do you see the theme here, Todd? You are always drawn to the place next door. <laughs> well, that just continued all the way down until I landed at Fox. And now I can't seem to get away. Well, that, that was my next question. How did you hear of Fox Rehabilitation? This is going to sound crazy. A postcard. <laughs> the po- I didn't. I didn't know anybody that worked at Fox. When I called up the office and said, you know, I'm interested in learning more about your company. I made a deal with myself back when I first graduated from physical therapy school. I said, I'm going to go on one job interview a year. I got to be honest with you. Most of the managers at the NovaCares knew me because they were like, oh, it's you again. I said, well, you know, I just I, I like to check out the offices in my area and see what's going on. And so the, and, and but it's also a great way to network and get to know people. And so yeah. anyhow, I. I hadn't been on a job interview for a little while, and I said, it's time. I thought I had this idea. What if I I was now in inpatient rehab? Mm -hmm. And I thought, what if I didn't, what if I could actually get to people before they fell down the steps? Yes. Or before they, you know, I can't, I can't be like, you know, those crazy television shows where they read the newspaper for tomorrow and they go out and like prevent, you know, car Mm -hmm. accidents and things. But, but what if there was just a little bit more prevention? And then I saw, I got this postcard from Fox and I was like, huh, I think I need to check these folks out. <laughs> um, I sat down with Brett Schemer yes. and told him my story and told him what I wanted to do. And we were in a assisted living facility at the time doing the interview. And so, you know, he's asking me why I think I would be a good fit. And I said, because in the hall right now, I just screened three people and I want to go do an eval on each one of them and sign them up that walked past that door. He said, okay, I think that you might fit pretty well here. Um, And uh, I love doing house calls. Had no idea how much I would love that. I've had, I've been in a few buildings and, and that has its own, you know, there has its own joys associated with it, Mm -hmm. but there is just nothing like going to someone's home and helping them get back to doing the things that they really love doing. And that they feel like has been taken away from them in some way or feel like they're losing. I joke around with people and say, you know, kind of throw back to what my brothers would tease me about that they have to do real work. And I just hang out with people while they recover is that I say 
I get to go visit all my neighbors and make sure that they get to do all the fun stuff that they want to do and get paid for it. That is cool. <laughs> I, that, I, I love that part of the story. I mean, I am not, quote unquote, an older adult. I'm coming up on it. We both are. I think in seventeen. Oh, yeah. I think in seventeen years we both officially become quote unquote older adults. But whenever you have that injury and you can't do something that you love doing, it's so frustrating and depressing. But if you can get that back, that's a piece of your life back. What you do is huge, and it's so awesome that you recognize that and you feed off of that, and like it drives you. It really is. And I get, you know, they, we had these questions going around. Is it community? Is it craft? Is it cause? And I, and I would always look at those and I'd go, I'm, they're a little inter- intermingled for me. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, I mean, cause I need to be good at what I'm doing. You can't just be nice. I did always <laughs> have a little joke though, that I said, any healthcare worker that is nice, unless he's a surgeon is actually a step ahead because that's the biggest thing. People seek healthcare Forgive me for a second. I'm going to wax a little philosophical. <laughs> People seek healthcare because they're missing something and they're missing what has been taken from them. And it all boils down to at the end of the day, they're being robbed in some way of joy. Mm-hmm. So if I can come in with joy first and then show them how I'm going to help them get their life back, then it's going to seem attainable because the piece that they're, they don't, a lot of people don't miss being able to do stairs. They're happy to move to a one level house, but the thing that was upstairs or downstairs, they felt like brought them joy. So they feel like they have to do the stairs. I'm going to come in, I'm going to bring the joy and then we'll manage the stairs. So anyway, I digress, but I don't want to get too carried away. No, during this interview, I had, there's like four or five quotes that you have said that we could put on a poster. (laughs) Like, we'll put the quote, and then it'll say, Todd, foresight. So, Todd, before we go to break, you know, you talked about the joy you give working with patients and the joy you get working with patients. What's a a cool success story that you've had? And I don't want to say favorite because you might be like, I don't know if I have a favorite, but what's just like a, a cool success story that you could share with us today? I have to give a shout out to the first patient that I treated with Parkinson's disease. And this is not necessarily a success story for her, but she had 11, in my opinion, great years. And I didn't treat her for 11 years, but I treated her off and on for Mm -hmm. 11 years. I treated her through a CVA. I treated her through a knee replacement, but it all started with Parkinson's disease. And the reason that I, that she's my favorite Myrtle is just, she was wonderful, but is because she made a success out of me. I looked at her and I said, all these things that we're doing to address your mobility are humdrum, mediocre. Nothing is like rocking your world. And she made me delve into the research. She made me go to more continuing education classes. She never asked me once, but she gave me the drive to learn all that I could about Parkinson's disease. And I worked with her off and on she passed away just last year, and she was walking up until a couple months before she passed away. Wow. And I still keep in contact with her family. I see her grandson actually every morning at the gym still. Wow. And, and, and he says, you know, what you did with Myrtle T, that was <laughs> awesome. And so he and I joke around about, you know, if he needs 
ever needs therapy. He's actually a football coach. It's so to her, when I, when I think about the legacy that she leaves behind Mm -hmm. in that she made me go be a better therapist. That is success to me. Great story. So Tom, we're going to take a break. And we'll, we'll wrap it up. We'll wrap it all up because I know you have a house call coming up soon. So more with Todd Foresight right here on the Live Better Longer podcast. All right. So as we take a quick time out, told you about it last week. I'm going to tell you again about it this week. What I need you to do is go to Fox Rehabilitation's Facebook page. Are you there yet? All right, good. Now go to the events section, click on the events tab, and you will notice that on Thursday, November 9th, 10.30 a.m. East, 9.30 a.m. Central, we are hosting another live virtual trivia event. It is called Game Day. It is autumn-themed. We had a lot of fun last time. We're going to have a lot of fun this time. All of our partnering senior living communities, we're asking that you gather everyone up and enjoy this live virtual trivia event. We will ask 25 questions, and basically, you're competing against yourself. We have different tiers. Your job is to answer 20 or more correctly. You can play individually, or you can play as a team. And as always, if you are tuning into the event live, Please use the comment section because we love hearing from you. We love that back and forth commentary. So once again, Fox Rehabilitation's virtual game day. It is coming back on Thursday, November 9th, 10.30 a.m. East, 9.30 a.m. Central. Make sure to RSVP in the events tab on Fox Rehabilitation's Facebook page. We are back on Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast. I am joined by Todd Foresight, Fox Physical Therapist. And Todd, I also read this as part of your title, APTA Advanced Credentialed Clinical Instructor. Take me through that for a second. I, uh, I told you that I kept some ties with, with Widener. Mm-hmm. Um, so way back in the beginning of my career, you, uh, I had been practicing for two years when the folks from Widener said, you know, we have students that need to go on clinicals. Would you be willing to take one? Sure. I, you know, I'll be a clinical instructor. And I, I just enjoyed that immensely. Now, in this industry, in the house call industry, being a clinical instructor doesn't really free you up at all. It just means that we gang up on the patient and there's two therapists instead of one. (laughs) Um, But it's still very eye-opening. And so I have to give, you know, a shout out to some of the folks that recently gave a shout out to me. Uh, Jeff Jensen is a therapist that works in Westchester. He just did a little blurb last week where he was just doing a, there was a little email that goes out to our region, you know, about meet the different people in the region. And he threw me under the bus as the guy that made him want to work for Fox. I remember the first day with Jeff, we, I was doing house calls. So I said, well, I guess you'll just meet me at my house. I don't remember saying this, but he recalls me saying, I love my job. This is the most fun thing in the world to do. And it really is. I mean, I feel that way, even though I don't remember saying it to him. 
But then, you know, back up a couple of years from that, I had my student was Dan Quirk. You know, we have to fill out a midterm and a final on these students. Mm -hmm. And I have to say that I was humbled by the knowledge and just the abilities that Dan Quirk had. And he still had another clinical to go on when he was done with me. I didn't write this in his review, but I told him when he was done, I said, I'd like you to please be kind to me when you're my boss, because I can see (laughs) that you are going places, you know, and you're going to do things that are beyond being a clinician. And it didn't take him long. It was pretty funny how, how quickly he moved up the ranks with Fox. He uh, did his residency. (laughs) What you need to know is by the time I came to Fox, I already had, I don't know, 15 students, uh, somewhere between 15 and 20 students up to that point. And then when I started with Fox and was able to work with those folks exclusively, that we're doing, you know, exclusively with geriatrics. It felt to me like I was doing my patients a service by creating more opportunity for for therapy for more people. Mm-hmm. Not that I wanted to make, not that I wanted to make little mini Todds. I just wanted to help others to see the joy aspect of providing therapy, mm-hmm. and, and especially to this population. Now, I have to say that about a third of my students decide not to go into geriatrics. And that's okay. We need therapists in every sector. But I have, as I look around Fox, I see, you know, just a small sea of former former students. And that, to me, is um, right next in line behind actually treating patients and seeing them progress, just to see students progress. I think you were the, the perfect guest to have on during <laughs> PT month. I should have drank less coffee, I can tell already. <laughs> No, this is good. Like you're, you were diving deep into the world of PT. So before you go, Todd, it is physical therapy month. You do know that. What will you do to celebrate? This morning, I had the opportunity to have breakfast with my wife. And I told her yesterday, I said, I'm going to record a podcast (laughs) tomorrow. And she, oh, wow, that's really cool, you know? And so this morning, we're having breakfast and she says, so do you know what you're going to talk about? And I said, oh, yeah, uh, Jim sent me a couple of questions. And she said, oh, PT month? It's PT month? I didn't know it was PT month. You never talked about PT month. And so she's looking at my you know, my phone sitting there with the email. And she says, well, what are you going to do to celebrate PT month? And she goes through this whole litany. Are you going to tell your patients? Are you going to tell other people? You know, maybe they should bring you cards. Maybe they should. And just, you know, she had a lot of fun with it. And I thought to myself, I should figure out how I'm going to answer that question for Jim. <laughs> I'm saying this at the risk of, of sounding ho-hum. I think I'm going to keep treating my people. And, you know, if it comes up in conversation, I'll mention it. But it's a little hard, you know, to celebrate. It sounds almost like you're trying to celebrate yourself, you know. But I'm going to celebrate my colleagues. Actually, you know what? You just gave me an idea. I, I No, I think you gave yourself the idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna call I'm gonna call Dan Quirk. I'm gonna call Dan and and see how Dan's doing. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through my list because I can go on the APTA website and see who I was an instructor for. I'm gonna reach out to my former students and just see what in the world they're doing and uh, and wish them happy PT month. I like That's that. That's what I'm gonna do. And I hope I hope Todd, it comes back around to you. And now that your wife knows, now that your wife knows that it's PT month, maybe she'll do something to celebrate you in October. 
Oh, wouldn't that be nice? That would be nice. It's in her head right. now. It's in her head. I might have to give you her phone number and you can send her a text. <laughs> and... <laughs> if you if you want to, feel free. <laughs> we'll get we'll get you celebrated before the end of the month. <laughs> okay. So have a good treating day and enjoy well, thank the, you very much. and enjoy the rest of physical therapy month. All right, I will do that and you do the same. Thank you, Todd. So for Todd Foresight, my name is Jim Shear, and we will see Yens later.